welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jessica. And welcome back to Adam's Rib. Hey! (laughs) Episode 55, Fear No Evil. Mm. I wish we should have, like, you know, those those emojis with the monkeys. Fear no evil, hear no evil, see no evil, no evil. (laughs) We should do that when we post it. I think I will. Yeah, we'll we'll put the little emoji, the monkeys. But, right. (laughs) No pun intended. But anyway... (laughs) Basically, this episode is really going to be about feet. What are you doing? Taking are you pictures. really taking a selfie while we're trying to record this? Uh-huh. I am. So you can keep talking. I'm listening. But you know I take pictures. So. We try to minister. She over here taking selfies. Hey, it's a ministry. Usually she does this pre-recording, but now she's doing it during no. the recording. So no. anyway, today we're talking about fear doubt worry because i definitely feel just as young women in christ i know we have feared i know we have doubted i know we have worried so this is why we really wanted to do this episode so we can talk about how to address all that because it's just not of god so right. Jess, i'm gonna jump right into it if i'm ready that is, are, you, are you sure you ready <laughs> yes I, i'm listening okay you know i always got always start usually with like a definition of what we talk about so the dictionary mm-hmm. defines fear as a distressing, just bleh, distressing <laughs> emotion aroused by an impending pain, danger, evil, etc., or by the illusion of such. So, with that being said, I feel that there is very a very important distinction within this, and that is that fear may be brought on by either a real or an imaginary threat. Mm. So, for example, fear is something that basically can compel you to potentially like avoid that barking dog in the neighborhood or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And obviously that fear would be our normal reaction to this potential threat of this barking dog. But that fear and anxiety from some imaginary source or threat is unhealthy. And it typically goes unresolved because there was nothing there to fear, but whatever was in your mind, essentially. Cause kind of like, you know, this dog is chained up, but you still afraid of it. Cause what could potentially happen in your mind? Right. And I think that's where, um, you know, I, I think that's where like a lot of fear comes from. And regardless of its source, fear usually begins with a thought. And we all, at one point in time, have a continuous internal conversation with ourselves. So, and this self-talk affects our emotions and our behaviors. So when we start telling ourselves things that don't line up with reality or that contradict the truth of God's word is when we start to get into trouble. So when we start thinking and believing thoughts that just aren't so, these these misbeliefs are it's a breeding ground for basically unhealthy fears and unhealthy worries. Cause regardless of the cause of the fear, when it controls or limits your life is when it can rob you of all that God has for you. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to start in his word in order to find ways to achieve the victory over the fear. This yeah. has probably gotten really deep, but you see what I'm trying to say? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I do. I do. Like, have you ever just been so just, I feel like sometimes people just truly have like those anxiety or panic attacks just on fear and they can't even like move. I feel like that's how it can be spiritually too. You don't even know what to do. You just can't even like move in it. Yeah, it's crippling. It's crippling. Fear, fear and anxiety. 
I, I, I know from experience, it's a crippling thing. Like it, it will, it will shut everything down, like everything. Um, you know, you, you're fearful about things happening to your kids. You're fearful about, you know, going off on this coworker cause you really don't want to, but you know, they just might press that wrong button. And then all of a sudden you just ready to go ham. You know, and it it can cause you to worry because you don't want to like you don't want to be disappointing to God. But at the same time, like, you know, you just don't want certain buttons to be pressed either. Um, and so we sit around. We're anxious about certain things. We start just we just get so caught up in what could happen. That's why I, yeah. your definition is actually like on point, because 90 percent of the time when we are experiencing those type of emotions, fear, anxiety, worry and all of that. We are worried about something that hadn't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. We're worried about something that has not taken place. We're worried about something that we have conjured up in our minds. So your that definition was like absolutely on point because as I'm sitting here thinking about it, even times that I've experienced some type of anxiety, nothing had happened. Right. I was just worried was about yeah, yeah, I was worried about what could happen. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is like out of that, out of those times, most of the time nothing even nothing ever even happened. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think the Bible even says to have a spirit like a childlike spirit mm-hmm. because children, they don't know. They have nothing to fear because they're right. not aware of any dangers or anything like that. Exactly. I've tried that. That's very hard to do. Well, yeah, as an adult, <laughs> because we know more now. Yeah. We're so much more aware of things. We have a, we we've been exposed to so much more. Yeah. But like they're after, fearless out of just pure ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I look at my daughter. I have a four year old at home. And like, I mean, the kid will nosedive, will straight face right. dive <laughs> off the couch. No hesitation. Like. <laughs> Who cares if I mess up my face? Who cares? <laughs> a little rug, bone, rug burn won't hurt nobody. Like mm-hmm. she, cause she doesn't care because there's no fear in her. She's just going for it because it looks fun. It looks mm-hmm. okay. Um, and I'm not saying like that we should just every like in all situations just walk around like doing things so freely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some things we have to proceed with caution and and and, and use a little discretion and and some you know intelligence in certain situations, but. <laughs> um, But at the same time, if we could operate more like that, like a child and not be so just not so scary, like Mm -hmm. we get scared a lot. Very easy. Like, especially women. I don't care what nobody says. Women, because we experience anxiety and and those type of emotions to me, like in a different kind of way, more intense, I think, than men do. Because men try to play so tough, which is cool. (laughs) Like. Sometimes I guess we try to play tough too, but at the same time, I think we feel it. We still experience these emotions in a different way, and so we we just we just have a tendency to be more scary, like yeah. just fearful of everything. Yeah, and we don't realize that we're limiting ourselves and we're limiting certain opportunities and and certain uh, moments where God wants to bless us, but we're still scared of something that we're keeping ourselves away from what could be potential blessings. And so, you know, we got to kind of try to break out of that, that crippling spirit. Cause that's ultimately what it is. It's just a spirit that's crippling you. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible teaches us as Christian women to not worry In Philippians four, six, we are commanded to not be anxious and not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. Mm-hmm. So in this scripture, we learn that we should bring all of our needs and concerns to God in prayer rather than worry about them. And Matthew, it tells us that our Heavenly Father will take care of all of our needs. So therefore, we have no need to worry about anything. So it's kind of like an example of, let's say you have a boyfriend, a father, whoever, you know, in your life. And they're each other, oh, baby, you know, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to take care of that. Are you putting, you know, that faith in him? Or are you putting that faith in the source, 
you know what I'm saying, outside of the resource. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the source ultimately is going to provide whoever is telling you they're going to provide for you. The source is coming from a bigger place. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, are, why are you fearing if that source, you know, is a perfect source, mm-hmm. you know? And Peter 5, 7 it says that we are instructed to cast all our anxiety on him because he cares for us. So God doesn't want us want us or you or anybody to carry around the weight of our problems and burdens. In this verse, God is telling us to give him all of your worries and concerns. So why does God want to take on all of your problems? Well, <laughs> the Bible says that it's because he cares for you, just like what I said in 1 Peter and 5 and 7. God is concerned about everything that happens to us. No worry is too small or too big for his intention. So when we give God our problems, he promises us to give us with to give us that peace that transcends all understanding. I think that's so big. Like when you just simply just let go and just truly submit to God and just go to God in prayer and just really just be on your face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that piece that really does transcend all understanding. You could like literally just be sitting there with $5 to your name. Just like, I don't know how this rent is going to get paid. But when you just let it go, it just transcends that understanding of how it's just going to get paid. Right. Right. Well, I just came across, um, uh, scripture in Proverbs 12 and 25, it says an anxious, anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. And so to kind of, I'm sorry, Proverbs 12, 25, okay. <laughs> um, but it, it goes, it really goes along with what you just said. So like, if we sit around here anxious, not sure, worried, like just stressing out, spazzing out, losing our minds, we are literally like pulling ourselves down. We're putting, we're making our spirits heavy and and we're just we're causing more damage than the than the situation. We're making the situation worse than what it has to be. Mm-hmm. But if we find a way to speak a uh, speak some gratitude into the atmosphere, tell God thank you despite of the situation. Like we are actually cheering ourselves up. We're doing ourselves a favor because at the end of the day, we're showing that our faith is going to be triumphant here. Our faith is going to be stronger. We're going to be, we're going to give, we're going to put our faith in what, in that source that, that you just spoke about. We're going to put our faith in that source and we're not going to look at the situation and feel defeated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just fall victim to situations, to circumstances too often. And I just, we need to get out of that habit because what's the point and purpose of God? What's the point of us having faith in God? And what's the purpose of serving God? Like, if you're not going to really trust him, yeah, like that's, yeah. he's there for to be trusted. If we can't trust anybody else, that's who we can trust. He's already proven that his love is, is unconditional. It's sufficient. He will bless us. He will protect us. He will keep us. He will keep us at peace. He will put us in situations where we're good. He will take care of us. It's Mm -hmm. already been proven. We wouldn't be where we are today if it weren't for that. So if we could just stop getting so like, we just got to stop making ourselves so heavy and making our spirits so heavy. And I mean, shoot, you'll feel better. You will Mm -hmm. feel better. Like if you just learn to stop tripping like when you had mentioned the prayer i was just telling a friend a few weeks ago that if you really believed prayer works you wouldn't stop praying exactly and this person had stopped praying you know exactly <laughs> and, and i was like you, then you, you don't believe it works so therefore you don't ever believe you're gonna get out of your situation so if mm-hmm. you don't believe that then why should you mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that but that's real though like mm-hmm. that's all real if you if you believe in the power of prayer then like worry and doubt and fear and all that like shouldn't even be it should like take back seat Mm-hmm. Like instantaneously, like yeah. if you truly believe in what in the power of prayer and what prayer can do, like I mean, we we've talked about. I mean, my God, I think in every episode we always mention prayer, but it's like it's almost like 
it's a staple in almost every situation in, mm-hmm. in every area of life. You can't function in certain areas without prayer. So, um, you know, even when you pray, like, are you are you just going through the motions because, oh, you know, this is what you're supposed to Sometimes do? Sometimes I feel like going through the motions just kind of gets you through. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. not necessarily going through the motions, but it's just like sometimes that's just, just I feel like going through motions is like you're conditioned now to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then how is that really beneficial, though? Like, okay, I'm well, going to pray because I, well, I know I think, I'm supposed to, but I really don't. Well, I still don't believe, believe in it. it. Yeah. Well, so that's why saying, I'm going oh, with that. Okay. That's why I'm going with like, I mean, no, that's why I'm going with that. Your, like, your lifestyle. No, <laughs> like, I mean, that's one thing to create the habit. Mm-hmm. But if you're just you. doing it, but you don't really believe in what right. you're saying, you just defeated the purpose of doing it. I get you. Yeah. That's where I'm going. Like, I just, people got to get out of either. You got to stop like feeling like prayer is not effective and you got to stop doing it just because like you have to actually believe in what you're saying. If mm-hmm. you're praying, you're telling God, I, you know, I'm a trusting you to get me out of this. Then trusting him to get you out. Like how you going to tell him you trust him, but then, Oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. this doesn't look too and good. Hey, we've all done it. I mean, yeah. yeah and that's the thing. We're it. all guilty of it. I mean, Y'all know I've shared a lot on this podcast, so y'all know I've been there, done that. But I'm also now on the other side of things. And now I'm saying I see why it's okay just to let go and just let God do him because it is so much more. It's just it's healthier. Yeah. Mentally, it's healthier. Yeah. Because overall, trusting God is just it's just going to be your ultimate remedy when Mm -hmm. it just comes to defeating fear. And I know that sounds easier said than done. But the fact is that the more we're consumed with fear, the more distant God seems to be. Right. And so I think it's really kind of just separates the two. And that's why when fear and worry take over your spirit, you you have to make that intentional effort to stand on the promises of the Bible and claim them as pledges from God to you personally. So, for example, in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So if you personalize it for you, for you, as an ultimate pledge for you, you could change that to say, I will trust in the Lord with all of my heart and I will not lean on my own understanding and all of my ways. I will acknowledge him and he will make my path straight. And Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. Personalize that to your own personal pledge and say that God's, God knows the plans he has for me, declares the Lord. They are plans to prosper in me and not to harm me, plans to give me hope and future. So I guess my point is sometimes, you know, we're telling you you all to get down in your Bible. You got to make it personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you do. You have to make you have to make it personal. Often our first impulse when we experience fear or worry is to avoid the source. So obviously when the danger is real and tangible, avoidance is going to be that appropriate tactic. But when that fear is irrational, avoiding it is it's not going to be appropriate because it will only make the problem seem way more intense. And avoidance is, it can be a serious obstacle when it comes to dealing with the fear because it works. <laughs> so when we temporarily feel good by avoiding that object of fear, the problem is that we can condition ourselves to avoid something rather than actually face it. So as a result, we're giving a portion of our lives over to the thing that we fear and let it get control us and not giving that control and confronting it with God. Mm. So avoidance is never going to make that fear go away. You, mm. you got to attack it, obviously, with God's help. So really, the first step to conquering fear is to call on God for strength and then confront it. Because confronting a fear means exposing yourself to that thing, person, or that situation that's ultimately causing that fear. So exposure can be sudden. Or, or it can be gradual, and it can be large or in small doses. 
So the key is that experiencing the object of your fear until you no longer fear it. And then another important step to overcoming that fear is just simply adjusting the way that you think. Mm. So what are you telling yourself when you when you feel anxious? Are you telling yourself the truth? Do your thoughts line up with the scripture? Scripture Challenge your irrational thoughts and then reformulate them to reflect the way that things really are. So I'll just, I'll just give an example. So irrational thinking might be, you know, I just know I'm not going to. I'm going to mess up on this new project. I'll probably get fired. If I lost my job, I'm not going to be able to go on. And, you know, that's irrational, right? Mm. So then the rational thinking of that would be, you know what? I'm going to do my best on this project. I'm going to believe that's going to turn out well and that uh, that's all anyone can, can expect. If things go wrong, then so be it. The world will not end. <laughs> do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. And then even unscriptural thinking, you know, mm-hmm. if, you can, if you say to yourself, oh, there's no way I can handle the situation. I'm going to cave under the pressure. No, scripture says that I can cope with any situation in my life with God's strength working through me. And that is in Philippians 4, 13. Mm. And then praise is another powerful weapon when it comes uh, to, you know, facing against fear. A mind focusing on praising God becomes a powerful fortress that fear simply cannot defeat. And so that attitude of praise creates an environment that is not welcome and opening to any type of demonic spirit that will try to tempt you to fear. So when you have to, so when you have to command that that fear to flee, they just will because it's you've already commanded it. You haven't created a habit for them. You've created mm-hmm. a habit of praise, not a habit of fear. So make it a habit to spend time praising God every single day and pray about your fears. Prayer is going to be the pathway to the peace that God. That which God passes in all understanding. So ask God to help you overcome that fear. He wants you to be free from these shackles. He mm-hmm. He wants you to be free from this fear. Mm-hmm. Don't be a victim of that. Right. You know. Right. That's so true. Like you don't want to become a victim. I feel like, but it's like I feel like people fall into that trap so easy though. Like that victim trap. Like oh woe is me. Oh no, <laughs> my bills are due. I mean I ain't trying to be funny, but we all have bills due, but. We make it work, right? We figure it it hap- it works. It ends up working out. Like this is my it- whole thing. I'm sorry. Oh, when you have I feel like you, you just really have to change your thinking because it's like, Oh, I have bills. The way I look at it, if you have bills, that means you have a job. That means you got a roof over your head. That means you you paying on something. Mm-hmm. There's people out here that wish they had bills because right. that means that they have possessions. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so well, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but go ahead. <laughs> but that's how you got to look at it. Instead of fearing like, how am I going to pay it? Be thanking God that you have these bills because, mm-hmm. you know, you have the house and the mortgage or, or whatever. Right. You got the cell phone. You got the student loans, which means you got an education. Something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's real, though. Like, I mean, you you're sitting around worrying about something that you have, but the reality is there are people out here who wish they had had what you had. And so that's why I said, like, you got to, instead of sitting around crying about not being able to do X, Y, or Z, or not sure how you're going to do X, Y, and Z, instead of crying about it, you that's where you take that moment to just, you be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for the position that you're in, because at the end of the day, I feel like God takes us through certain seasons because he sees something in us, and he just wants to strengthen us in certain, for, in certain areas so that we can handle something bigger, a bigger blessing when it comes. Like, I just really, that's how I think I go through, that's how I face every challenge that I encounter at this point in my life. I look at it as God taking me through a strengthening period because he's getting ready to bless me with something even bigger and I got to be able to handle it. And so, you know, I, 
I, I'm not going to sit here and say that it doesn't get stressful at times. Of course it gets, of course it'd be stressful. And of course you're going to have like, you're going to have those days where you're just feeling indifferent. But when you just really get caught up and allow yourself to take on that role of a victim, you are doing yourself such an injustice in my opinion. Like you're, you're, you're setting yourself up to like, to, to lose before you've even had the opportunity to win. And so I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I can't, I, I struggle now, but I have to kind of get out of that. That's something personally that I'm working on, struggling with people who fall into these traps because at one point I was that person too. But now that I'm like kind of looking through, looking at things through a different lens, it's like, psh, this is so much better. Like, yeah. Do it like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So hopefully the people listening to this episode will understand like you you can you can view things so much differently. And it's like Lindsay said, it's it's the state of mind. It really is all about the state of mind. If you already see the fail, then you gonna fail. You've already you're already conditioning, you're already setting it up setting it up that way. But if you still see victory, even in the midst of, of the chaos, the foolishness, if you still see victory, then you're going to be victorious and God has already set us up to be victorious. You just got to see it. You got to see the victory, but it's on you. Like ultimately it's all on you. Like how are you going to handle your next tough season? You're yeah. going to cave in. You're going to ball up, cry. You're going to start rocking in the corner somewhere. Like Beyonce at that basketball game. Oh, what? With Jay-Z. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> I that was a while something. ago. No, I was about to say, Bre- I didn't Wrap this something. up. I'm sorry. Lord, okay, we won't be like Beyonce at the basketball game. <laughs> we don't want to do that. So, but let's wrap this up with this one last scripture, and then we out. Um, it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what um, what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not soar or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Um, who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this uh, very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? That, That's Matthew, right? Yes. Yeah. No, Luke. Luke. Luke 12. I knew it was somewhere in that New Testament. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just, I was just reading that verse the other day. <laughs> yeah, that was Luke 12, 22 through 26. So... I feel like that just sums it up. Mm-hmm. You, why worry? You can't yeah. change certain. You can't change some circumstance once it gets here. You can't add more time to your life. It's still gonna go, life still goes on. You have to still go on. Are you mm-hmm. gonna fight your way through this? Are you gonna crumble and fall? And what I noticed about that verse is that those are all very temporary things. He said not yes, to worry about. Not to worry. Worry about, about your salvation, if anything. Okay. <laughs> and yes. not this temporary stuff. You can't worry about the stuff like that's just right now because there's so much more life ahead of you. So. Y'all be good. Chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Catch us next week, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Peace out.